This episode of the Belong Podcast is brought to you by Quest Carbon Bikes, assembled and imagined right here on Prince Edward Island. Affordable, full carbon mountain bikes and fat bikes. Why carbon, you might ask? Because it's light and it makes you go faster and it's way easier to lift your bike onto your bike rack or throw into your trunk. What's your next quest? Check out Quest Carbon at questcarbon.com. Welcome to the very first episode of the Belong Podcast. I am your host, Cynthia King, coming to you from the podcast room in my house in the beautiful and growing little town of Stratford, Prince Edward Island, Canada, way over on the East Coast. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't kick off this very first episode podcast episode with a bit of an update on what's happening in the world right now and there's a lot the implications and the fears and behaviors that we're all experiencing and witnessing over the spread of COVID-19 there's an incessant amount of chatter on on the social medias people asking questions giving their opinions and interpretations well, who better to update us and give us her take on the whole thing but Parkdale Doris. Parkdale Doris here, barely. Can you believe this? Not only is there a pandemic on the go, but I haven't died. Now, I hate to be critical right off the top, but not in my lifetime have I ever seen so many stunned arses. Now, it seems to me... There's only one person making sense of all of this COVID-19 business, and that's that their doctor, Heather. Now, every day, she gets in front of a camera and spells it out to islanders about what the hell we're supposed to be doing. Do we have dinner parties? No, we don't. Do we have sleepovers with the grandchildren? Again, no. Do we go outside and say hi to the neighbors in the park? Likely not a good idea. It doesn't really matter where you come into contact with people. Oh, God love her heart. Dr. Heather is trying to be nice about it and giving everyone a chance to be an arsehole. And then she's apologizing for us. Dear Stunderses, seeing as that you seem to lack any level of self-awareness, do the rest of us a favour and look at it as an exercise in remaining a human. Take the being human challenge today. You don't have to throw a bucket of ice water over your head or eat laundry detergent. You just have to get reconnected with the fact that you are a human being. You will get thanked for it, believe me, when your elderly neighbor doesn't die. All right. Well, now that we've got that preachy, judgy, stunned arses award out of the way, here's my tip of the day. Well, if you're like me and you're of an age and you need food, call one of your younger relatives or neighbors and give them the grocery list. If they get sick, their chances of croaking are far less than you or I. And to be frank, I'm not ready to be pushing up the daisies just yet. 
And there's a pretty good chance that your younger kin might owe you just a little something after all the years you put up with them trying to grow up. Now is your time to milk that goat until all of this is over. Need a potato? Call your kin. Need a bag of sugar? Call a youthful neighbor. Leave a box on the front doorstep, and voila, you have food and you didn't die. Well, I'm Parkdale Doors. We'll chat again soon, and for God's sake, listen to the good doctor, would you? Good advice, Parkdale. Thank you for that. On that note, I sincerely hope you are doing your best to physically distance from one another, but socially stay connected at the same time. We have so many great ways to do that with technology. Uh, and for the most part, I think we're doing a pretty good job. I think it's tough, though, for people like me who like to be around other people. For introverts, on the other hand, finally, everyone is more like you. you we, we, and we bow down to your, your supernatural ability to stay away from people. Um, we are experiencing that now and it is a challenge well the intention with this podcast is to interview people and share stories but in light of our current situation i will not be interviewing people face to face and we'll find other ways to have our chats as mentioned just now about technology we will get creative for today however it is just me and of course well we just heard from park del doris I've got a story about a very recent belonging event in my own life. I did the 23andMe thing where you spit in the tube and send it in and get your DNA information back. And to briefly preface that event for your information, I am adopted as are all of my siblings. And so as you can imagine, this act of getting some scientific information uh, seemed pretty relevant to me. Like, I mean, who doesn't want to know if you're supposed to like cilantro or not? Or what, what type of uh, earwax you're most likely to have? That's no joke. Those are some of the traits 23andMe will give you information on. It's crazy what they'll tell you. For me, I was more interested in the health side and, of course, seeing if I had any relatives out there that I didn't know about. As it turns out, I do not have the E4 variant in the APOE gene for late onset Alzheimer's, nor Factor V Leiden variant in the F5 gene for hereditary thrombophilia. So that's good. But I am highly likely to consume more caffeine than average and that my muscle composition is common in elite power athletes but like I already knew that one right <laughs> as if okay so the interesting stuff and the information that I was really seeking was about where I am from who are my people and a bit of a disclaimer here I did have some preliminary information about my birth parents but it it wasn't complete and so I never felt like I had a full version of my story and that's why I I pursued this a little further with the DNA testing. And thanks to science, I now know that I am 25% Chinese, 25% Polish-Ukrainian, 
and 50% European, as in Scottish-Irish-European. And that I have a niece and a brother I didn't know I had. I also found out that it was my birth father's father, so my grandfather, birth grandfather, who was Chinese. And the other half of my birth father, so his mom, my birth grandmother, was Polish-Ukrainian. So this is information I didn't have before October of 2019. And thanks to Leandra, my new niece, I now have photos of my birth father. And we look alike, which is very cool. My birth father's name was John Mozarzewski, and his nickname was Rudy Shang Mazer. I'm not sure where the Shang came from, but maybe it was a 1960s derogatory term because of his Chinese father. I don't know. I learned that he died in a canoeing accident in the early 90s and that his son, Leandra's father, also died at a young age. But now I know and I can tell you that it does make me feel more complete knowing that. I finally know who my DNA people are and I guarantee you that it gives me a better sense of belonging. It's a very hard thing to describe but it's something that is if you're adopted if you're an adopted person you know what I'm talking about. It's inherent. That chapter is always open until you're able to turn the page and I can now finally and confidently say that I have turned the page. After all that wondering and guessing and never really feeling connected to any version of my story, this one is the one that really is real and true and gives me that sense of belonging. And it's based on science, which does help. Not that memories aren't reliable, but they don't always give you the full story. So I say thank you to Leandra, my new niece. Um, that chapter in my storybook feels complete it, and it does take a sperm and an egg. And I'm glad I know where the ones it took to make me came from. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Cynthia King and I hope you belong with us next week. See you then. Thank <laughs> you.